Greetings. Welcome. It's another episode of the Wild of Disney podcast, and I promise you it's going to be exciting and some other things too. <laughs> hey, David, what's up? Hey, man, how are you? I'm great. I miss JD already, though. Don't you? I do too. Yes, he could not be with us today. So we'll come back in a few days and, and, and pick him back up. Yeah. So, not the, but he's in Florida and he's enjoying he with friends. And it sounds yes. like you know good times are are have ensued on his behalf. Had, so yeah, he has a house full of friends visiting this week. So he's, I don't think he could get away today. So we're the ones missing out, not him. Is that yes. kind of how it is? He's he's probably he might be at the beach by now. <laughs> Would not surprise me. Always jealous, but man, thrilled he can have a good time. We miss him. We're gonna miss him on our conversation. We got a lot to talk about today. But David, I'm I'm really pumped about we got the few topics we have today and to be back with you. Um, I've had a lot of feedback from our Doctor Strange episode. A lot of people oh, have strong opinions about Doctor Strange and, and Wanda Maximoff wow. in particular. And hopefully um, we could talk about that a little bit too. Yeah, I a couple can't wait people, to hear that. I ran into one friend of, uh, we have a mutual friend we have who I did not realize was a huge Wanda Maximoff fan from the comic okay. books. Like okay. it says, like, as I told me in his words, has always been my favorite Marvel character, and in my mind, is the most OP character of all. The overpower, wow. you know, with the most power, and yeah. gets under uh, overlooked a lot. And he okay. had mixed reviews on on the movie as well. But um, I thought um, I, it was interesting to hear some of the takes and some of the feedback from from the the episode on Doctor Strange. Have you heard any any feedback yourself? No, no. I just heard you know had a I know that it had that great opening weekend, and then I don't know that the sale has have sales still been great. Has it yeah. still been doing well, well? I know it was number one two straight weekends. So okay, it, yeah. and I did read an article about word of mouth being good for it. So it wasn't okay. as big a drop off as they expected, um, from what I've read. Well, good. I have I have not heard negative things really about it. So everything I had seen was positive. So good. Well, we've been speaking of feedback. Uh, we've loved getting your feedback. You can always reach us at whylovedisney.com and at Twitter and on Instagram um, through our email through that. But man, we I usually do this at the very end of the show. And I thought, why would I do it at the end of the show? Why don't I, I do this right up front at the beginning and just ask our listeners if you would do us a solid, do us a favor. If you enjoy the podcast, go right now to whatever you are on listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify in particular, and rate the podcast five stars. Just take a minute. I'm going to be quiet for like five seconds while you do that. <laughs> there you go. Actually, you had David's laugh as a backdrop as while you navigate over there. Hit the five star. If you're driving, just pull off the side of the road for a minute. Do that. <laughs> and if you would, too, on Apple, you can actually write a review. We would love it if you would do that. Let us know what you think of the show. Maybe tell us about your favorite episode. We would love for you to do that. And right now, I'd like to read one for you. David, would it be okay if I read another five-star review hey, from man, one I'd of our listeners? I'd love to hear it. This comes from, um, I'm a, I I love TH1 dollar sign at sign PP. All right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. But this person wrote, it could be a Russian bot for all I know, but let's read it anyway. This podcast okay. is so good that I wish one of these guys were my dad so I could go to Disney more often. Overall, <laughs> <laughs> overall, I love this podcast, and David, Dustin, and JD really seem like they know what they are talking about. Now, um, I would assume that person probably wish maybe JD, they wish JD were their dad because he seems so dad-like on this podcast, right? 
Yes. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe that's, maybe it can't be JD. So maybe it's maybe one of my, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know who this could be, but we are so thankful. I love this app. Oh, I think, okay. It's like different spelling. I love this app with weird um, characters involved. Okay. Um, with thank you, I love this app for the five star review and the very nice, nice uh, review that you wrote. And we would encourage all of our listeners, if you would, to take the time to do that. We would be very much appreciated. Um, it helps other people find out about us too. So that's out that's of the way. Awesome. I got more to read too, man. There's a lot more here stacked up. I can't wait um, to read more next week. All right, sounds good. It is nice to know that Great people review. actually listen, right? It is. It that we're not just talking to ourselves. <laughs> hey, but I have a great time, even if it was just the the, the, the three of us getting together every week and, and talking about what we've seen in the news. That's that's you, fun. That's what that's why one of the things I love. So you, you know I do too, but let me ask you this. Is it is it different like knowing people are listening to us? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like we can edit this to some degree. Like if we say something that makes us sound stupid, we can edit it out. But just for just so everybody knows. I used to edit a lot more. These days, you pretty much just get just get how it is, right? But right. there is a completely different vibe of when you actually think or know someone's listening and when you don't think anybody's listening, right? Yes, I agree. I think of all of this, David, I don't mean to out you at all, but I think you are the most pronounced <laughs> in the difference when we're like, we're off the air <laughs> and when we turn, we hit record. It's pretty, pretty hilarious. I wish JD were here if he could confirm this too, because he knows you better than I do. Oh, like like I'm conscious that we're on that we're talking on a on a microphone. You mean? Well, I don't mean like, you know, you're just so unguarded, and then like the record button goes on, and it's it's not like you get a British accent all of a sudden or anything like that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, there's a slight, there's a public demeanor, David, that that kind of comes out. Oh, that's that's interesting. I didn't realize that. I don't know. Maybe more polished and more professional. I, I, I'm not sure, but it's interesting. Auto, what I do is secretly record before we record, and then post that into the podcast a little bit. Yeah, that that'll be the last one I do. <laughs> <laughs> See, you are conscious of it. I know you're thinking about it. Awesome. I probably maybe, maybe it's growing up in the South. You know, with a I have I have a pretty uh, southern a big southern accent, so maybe I'm. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I do. I, I I didn't realize that. But do you, so? Do you listen back to the podcast when we post them, uh, or uh, uh, only only because you guys make me? <laughs> you're, you're always asking me questions of if I've if I've watched, if I've listened. So I check it out, but I don't dwell on it too much, or I'll be too I'll be too uh, too paranoid about it. So no, a little self conscious. I'm the I, same I, way. I, I think that's pretty normal that most people don't want. To watch. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that love to watch themselves, but I think it's pretty normal that most people don't want to review themselves. I'm the same. And you know, what's interesting is I have to, because I edit it, I actually have to listen to a fair amount, a fair chunk of it. Um, and then when I, I but I've been posting, I, and I want to be on, like, this isn't just to kind of pat ourselves on the back, but I actually like enjoy going back to listen to older episodes because yeah. the, it, just the, the, the stimulation of talking about some of those topics, especially I love the ones where we disagree a little bit and we hardly ever disagree. And, it, and when we do disagree, it's like on lines that don't really matter because we all generally agree. You know, we, we disagreed. All a, we disagreed a lot in the brackets. I we think did. That was a pretty, 
We did. Yeah. And I love going back and listening to those things. But I will say this. It's really difficult. Like, I, I hear my accent as well. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. See, I don't, I don't think you have one. You grew up in Florida, and I, I don't hear it. Thank you for think, saying that. Because I, I feel like I hear it. No, I don't hear it. Well, I, you know, I hope I have a Central Florida accent, which is no accent at all. Or if, <laughs> if, you, if you take the approach that everyone has an accent except for you, you know, and where you live, then um, maybe it's the Central Florida accent. But I would argue that it's the, the most common, like normal um, of all of them. But I do draw a little bit. I live in Kentucky long enough now that the draw gets a little bit, bit more uh, pronounced. Yeah. Well, I, I'm actually, uh, my cousin is Andy Griffith. So everybody in my family kind of sounds like they lived in Mayberry. So, Wait a second. So, are, are, you, are you serious about that? Yeah. You're, you're related to Matlock? I am. No he, way. He, he didn't know me, but I know him. <laughs> Whoa, this is news to me. Breaking news. Yeah. We need a breaking news sound <laughs> to play right so, here. But, you're related but to if, if, you, if, if you've ever seen the earliest episodes where he has a very strong, he loses the accent over time because he becomes a straight he becomes the straight man to Barney and all the other wacky characters. But if you ever saw the first couple of seasons where he has a very thick Southern accent, that's my family. Wow. They, they, like a family reunion sounded a lot like that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to go back and listen early. His, his accent is so Western North Carolina. Mid, I mean, the central Western part of North Carolina, uh, Gomer Pyle, Goober, they both they both have it a lot as well. Several of them don't. Like Aunt B, if you really, she's from North Carolina too. But if you listen, she's got a very theater speaking voice, so it sounds very proper and almost British. But uh, yeah, they. So that's uh, dude. Yeah, that they see that's now. That's that's the behind the scenes, David, right there. That's not guarded, David. That's pre-recorded, oh, okay. David. That's incredible. Well, I tried to say it with as little Southern accent as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's but awesome. I can I can imitate Andy Griffith, but so yeah, I could I could I could well, sound a lot. Do a quick do a quick Andy Griffith in, in, impression for us. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's we move work on. up to it. Maybe we, you can just drop is, it in when we're not looking this, for it. This is the Why I Love Disney <laughs> podcast, not the Why I Love Andy podcast. Okay, so so tell me that. So in that, is there any ties? From Andy Griffith Show or Gomer Pyle or any of the characters, have they ever crossed over into Walt Disney Land? Whether it be oh, in yeah. a movie or a television show or the parks, tell us where those connections take place. Yes, there's there are many. Don Knotts uh, is in uh, does voices. Um, uh, I think we talked about this in another episode. Uh, Hal Smith, who was Otis, was um, uh, the owl in. Winnie the Pooh, okay. uh, Clint, Clint Howard, who's Ron Howard's brother, uh, who was on the Andy Griffith show, was the voice of Rue, and probably more. I think he did a few Disney characters as, as a child. Um, George Lindsay, who was Goober, is in Ristacats. He's in uh, Robin Hood. Uh, so there's quite a few of those. Sterling Holloway was a character in an episode of uh, Andy Griffith, and he's the voice of Winnie the Pooh and m multiple other Disney characters. So, yeah, there's a lot of overlap, the Andy and Disney. That's I don't think Andy, cool. I don't think Andy ever did anything, but everybody, almost everybody else did. He never starred in a movie or television show or not that I know of. Interesting. 
Well, man, yeah. that that's that's some trivia right there. I, I've stunned you today. I can tell you're like shook. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Now, where I live, man, Andy Griffith is still kind of like way up there on the totem pole of like respected actors. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not just of a certain age, I think even like people my age, like you grew up watching the reruns. And I didn't. I know who it is, and I've seen some, but I wasn't like. Um, I don't, I couldn't tell you all the characters. I could tell you the main ones, right? And maybe allude to an episode here or there that I remember. But there are some people my age that can tell you about every single episode. It's kind of yeah. remarkable. I, I remember it as a kid, and probably not. I didn't know that uh, that there was a, a he was a cousin uh, until I was probably late in high school, older in high school. But I didn't really know the show well until I was an adult. Like when I when I when I actually could see reruns where they they ran chronologically. And then when I was kind of trying to introduce it to my kids go, I know this isn't black and white, but watch this. Um, and so it's man, those, it's pretty amazing writing it's, and, and acting. They're, they're, they're really good. Those first, those first two or three seasons, especially some good writing. Man, that's, that's super cool. Well, again, it is the why I love Disney podcast. So we try to tie it all back in, but Hey, I want you to get to know David too. You know, David, the, <laughs> David, the, the person outside the podcast. I love it. <laughs> all right. Well, there is some Disney news to get to. All right. Um, there, it actually is. There's a lot, there's some bigger things, but everybody, we've talked a lot about the bigger things that are still in the news. I thought we'd go to some park stuff that was kind of like some updates that have happened that have taken place and, I know you're, you're aware of a couple of these, but first, um, they've decided to extend the early theme park entry. Um, if you're staying at hotels, used to, was it magic hours? Explain to me what magic hours was and how that worked before COVID. Uh, well, the, the way I remember it, it's, it's been so <laughs> it's long been a while. I've stayed, true. It, yeah, since I've stayed on property, even though I've been uh, a few times uh, the past couple of years, I have not stayed on property since 2019. So, uh, but yeah, if you're certain, uh, you get advantages of getting early park hours or, or later park hours after the park closes, you get to stay in for a little while. Usually it's at a, it's a different park every day. And then they, then they changed the system so that it was every, if you were, you got 30 minutes at whichever park you chose, but it used to be one park an hour early or an hour late, something like that. So is that now, now the, the standing policy is early theme park entry for qualified hotel guests, and that's mm -hmm. an extra 30 minutes at any of the parks? Right. It basically lets you get in the park early to get on one ride before. Gotcha. Now, what are the qualifying big. hotel guests? Who are those people? Like, is it any Disney, uh, qualified Disney resort? Uh, well, I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure what the policy is right now. Sometimes it has been deluxe resorts, but I right. think it's probably every every any Disney resort right now. Gotcha. I'm not, well, I'm the not, I'm not really sure on that. The news was that they they had brought this back post COVID, and they are extending it just like this, thirty minutes the way it, that way for an, through 2023. So for the next uh, year and a half, that'll still be around. Okay. Which um, I guess, do you think it? Do you prefer this way to the other way, or do you have a preference at all? I don't know. I just always thought that when they did when they did the extra magic hour and they said today the extra magic hour is uh, you get an hour early at the Magic Kingdom, for example, that that meant a lot of people were going to go to the Magic Kingdom because they got the extra hour. So I do like that they give you the choice of which park to go to. I just kind of wish that it was an hour. I wish gotcha. you had an hour instead of 30 minutes because that's not a whole lot. Of, you could do a lot in an hour if you were just 
the resort guests only in the park, but 30 minutes doesn't give you really much time to except to get maybe on one attraction. Yeah, that makes sense. There's also some new Genie Plus news. Um, yeah, I saw that, that uh, you're going to have to get Genie Plus the morning of. You can't get it, I think, sometime in June it starts that you can't. So now now you're going to have to get Genie Plus plus book your Lightning Lanes and your and your uh, paid-for rides the so morning So real quickly, of. can you – I know, and again, we, we take for granted, but any new listeners that are here, just give a quick – what is Genie Plus really quick? Okay, well, Genie Plus is – if you've ever been to Disney before, they used to have something called Fast Pass, which was they allowed you to have so many uh, – lines that you were able to go kind of go to the front of the line you, you usually could get two or three for a visit and so now it's paid you have to pay $15 a day extra per person in your party and if you pay the $15 you get to skip the longer lines um and so uh and and take a expedited uh, line to, and you might, you might still stand in line 15 or 20 minutes, but it won't be an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, and so, and then there's certain attractions that fall in that category. And then there's other attractions, uh, the, the, like rise of resistance, the star, star Wars attraction that you, you can pay up front like 15 extra dollars, uh, to skip the line, but it's not included with the genie plus. You know, what's interesting. And, um, I, I've, as we've talked through this through other podcasts with you and JD having used this before, I know when they implemented this, there were a lot of different reasons, but used to, you know, we're always comparing it to what it used to be. Used to, the FastPass system was free, right? So right. anytime they added something they charge for, for something like that, for lightning lanes, we all, all start to go, oh no, they're trying to nickel and dime us and get more money out of us. But then after I went to Universal Studios and I saw their, you know, a version of this, the ultimate skip the line pass was like as much as $150 extra per day per ticket. Mm -hmm. Actually $15 to add on genie plus does not sound like it sounds very competitive. Actually. It does. I, I think for families though, that have like, if you're a family of six, it, right. it adds up. It's going to add up pretty quickly per day. Well, but, I will say $60 uh, for me. I have six people in my family. So if we did that, that's 60 bucks, right? Um, no, that's, right. that's not, that's seven. That's not four, four times 15 is 60. <laughs> so it's more yeah. than that. It's $90. 90. $90 is better than $640. You know yes. what I mean? That, which that is, but I think that the one thing about the universal one is because it's, it's so crazy expensive that fewer people do it. And my, my thought was if, if, if Genie plus becomes n necessary, to enjoy the parks, like if and that Disney says, oh, Disney, you know, Genie Plus is doing great. People are are loving it. Well, it's because you, if you don't buy it, you are standing in really long lines. So we, and we tried it both ways. And John David especially was uh, kind of adamant about not paying for it when I and we we tried seeing if you could do it without it. But I mean, the lines were obviously. Yeah. Uh, really long because Genie Plus people were getting priority. And yeah. so if you don't pay for it, you're going to stand in really long lines. So my thought was, though, what happens when everybody buys it? Well, that's and that's a great, that's probably goes to this announcement, <coughs> which is everything's moved before you could buy it before 
You could reserve it way before when you buy your tickets and, and exactly. book your vacation. Now you exactly. have to buy it the day of, which does a couple of things. It kind of levels the playing field. Where And actually, I think this probably is pro um, pass, season pass holder, right? You know, um, right. Wh- it, it, it favors people who may not have planned in advance, right? And they don't have to, right. to do that. So when they when you go into the park and you purchase G- Genie Plus is available at, was it midnight of the day of the park visit? Yes. Is that what I saw? Uh, yes. Beginning at midnight, you can buy Genie Plus, and I assume that there's a limited number of these that will be sold, so you're going to want to jump on that quickly. Am I, am I correct? That's what it sounded like to me was they, they, will, they will be limiting more people, maybe, that you know who gets Genie Plus, so you won't necessarily get it. But let me ask you this. So every, if, every, everybody won't be able to buy it. Gotcha. It'll so eventually kind of it will company. sell out for the day. That's what it sounded like. I, I, I mean, think so. I too. guess we we won't know until. I mean, I know right now if you booked, I think if you booked to stay at a, at one of their resorts, you can still go ahead and add Genie Plus to your ticket package. But starting some point, like is it like June eighth or June tenth? There's some point there that it's going to be day of only. Yeah, you will not be able to. You will not be able to pre buy Genie Plus. That, well, that's that's going to be interesting to see how that works out and how many people get it and how how that affects it. And I, I bet they would they would want as many people as possible to be on that because it allows them to kind of map out where everybody is at a certain time and probably right. logistically it probably helps them a little bit more. So you could see why they would want more people to be on Genie Plus. And you know, I would say as Genie Plus becomes more um, common, that most people are probably going to want to get it. It's interesting. I think even John David has alluded to like, whereas before he may not have wanted to, he's kind of come around to seeing why it would be important to have. Right. But again, if again, once everybody buys it, 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 it doesn't offer any advantage because now everybody's paying to jump to the, the the only thing is that everybody doesn't get it. You don't get it for every ride. That's the one thing. If you're, I mean, you're going to, most people don't want to be on their phone all day. If you keep playing with your phone, you can get quite a few, uh, uh, you know, lightning lanes. But if you're if you're not, or you're not paying close attention to the rules, you're going to miss out on. You might get three or four, and that that's makes in the whole that's day. A great point. But I mean, there's a lot of there are a lot of videos on YouTube where you can watch people hack the system and try to figure out how how they can get as many lightning lanes in a day as possible but which is another uh, important differentiation from universal with their express pass at universal you you don't have to like check in you just go to the other other lane when you show up there's no like pre uh, planning involved which actually there's an advantage to that like you said if you're not someone who wants to be on your phone planning what attractions you're going to be at all day which i'm not big on that either um right you know, that's that's it's, interesting. It's, it's an interesting thing. You know, the the Imagineers, uh, when they designed the parks, I mean, I've, I've seen several interviews where they said they they're as fo- as as the as our cell phones became more and more popular, they were trying to figure out how to keep people off their phone. Like, what can we do to to to, to distract people from their phone now? But yeah. now we're now now we're relying on it for everything from our our uh, mobile ordering our food to uh, booking our fast passes to everything with our hotels. I mean, it's just, we've, it's become a huge part of the, of the, of the system. So yeah, you're on it. Which I don't know if you saw this all day. (laughs) Yeah, totally. 
But the Genie Plus uh, extended news is that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is coming off of the pay-per-ride option. Yeah. It was one of those you had to pay extra for the Lightning yeah. Lane, right? Now it's going right. to go into the normal Genie Plus. And I'm not sure if that's for a, um, forever or for a little while or through the summer. Yeah, I, th- or for- I think they kind of gave it a limited, uh, like through the busier summer months. Maybe, maybe with the opening of... Uh, Cosmic Rewind. They just wanted to throw that in the in the general mix. I'm not sure, or maybe people enough people have done it now that. But I I, I was kind of surprised because any opportunity to to get people to spend another ten dollars, <laughs> yeah. I was surprised that they were gonna to change that. You know, it's it's changed a lot since it started. It's it's an ever evolving seems like system. So uh, we'll we'll just have to keep watching it and see what happens. Well, that's interesting too. It adds a whole other class of like um. What would you call it? Maybe incentives or specials or coupons. Hey, everybody, through the next three months, you can ride Remy's Ratatouille on Genie Plus without the extra cost. Is that an enticement for someone or is that just sort of like an I mean, you're not going to go to the parks if you weren't otherwise because of that. But if you're a local, you know, it might be a convenient thing to throw throw in i don't know i'm yeah i'm still not sure i I heard the phrase i heard a phrase yesterday i forgot what it's called but it was like revenge travel uh i saw i think it was walt disney world news today referred to it as this this that we're in a right now in a in a time of revenge travel like people are trying to get revenge on covid and and revenge on the pandemic and people are just doing things that they've held off on for a while and so i think right now people are just determined to go and regardless of the cost regardless of the inconveniences whether you're paying for more than you used to pay for and you know they're just going do you and think so it runs out at say, some point i don't know i i do want to add this though i wanted to say that the one thing about you you made me think of the last two times we've been this year uh in one at the end of 2021 and beginning of 2022 my phone has not worked well in the park I couldn't get signal. I couldn't get the apps to work unless I was on Disney Wi-Fi. John David's phone was working great. We have the same phone, both have iPhones. My I could not get signal. So I couldn't book, I couldn't mobile order. I couldn't do any he was doing everything on his phone because unless I was physically on Disney's Wi-Fi, which is not great, because uh, there's so many people trying to get on it and it's just it's slow. I just had a, and I, I went to several times, went to customer service kiosks and said, I'm having all kinds of trouble with the app. Can you tell me what to do? And they were like, it's just, you know, there was just no solution. They couldn't really help me. And it was like, I, I would not want to be at the park relying on, on one phone. You better have, you better have a couple of people with good, good yeah. cell phones that in case yours doesn't work. Yeah, that, that, and I think all of that alludes to this other article I read this week, and there's a couple other small Disney news we can get to, too, but this is a big uh, Fox Business News article that says, has the cost of Disney World become unaffordable for the average American family? And it, it goes into what it costs and kind of the rise in cost and how it's it's gone way, way um, outpaced inflation. We all know inflation is 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 huge right now and the and um, the month-to-month numbers are just astronomical, and there's a lot of concern for the economy because of inflation. But even Disney prices have been way ahead of inflation over the last you know, couple of decades. And right now, it's talking about park hopper tickets um, costing, you know, for a family of four, um, 
besides your transportation to get down there and besides your transportation from the airport to your hotel, you know, your park hopper tickets are $2,500. Your night, four nights of lodging in the resorts are close to $4,000 for the parents and two kids. And then once you're there, you cut food, you're after airfare, you're looking at a vacation upwards of 10 grand, you know, easy for a family of four. Um, exactly. There are budget ways we talked about here. You could probably get some of that down, but man, it's just an expensive time. And then you talk about Genie Plus, and you talk about theme park food pricing, and all the and, and then souvenirs and merch and that kind of stuff. And it can really add up, add up fast. And and to this point, it seemed like, and we've talked about it, and you just said it here, um, that people are willing to pay it, and that the parks are full, and that um, it looks right. like that this is going to continue for the foreseeable future. Do you see this as just kind of the times we're in, that it's just people will pay a premium and it's that good that the prices are just going to keep rising we just got to live with that? Or do you think that this will slow down, that there will be some sort of a discount or some sort of a pause on the drastic kind of increase in in the cost of this? I don't know, but I know that uh, from a financial standpoint – you know, Disney has to want the people in the park who are willing to pay uh, for merch and for food and for tickets and for Genie Plus. And so I wish that I wish that there was a, hey, we want to get this. We want to make this affordable so that everybody can come. But that doesn't seem to be the mindset. It's, you know, they're obviously targeting people who have who have the money. And so I it make, it's very sad to me that there are so many people who can't go. It's, it's, I mean, for our family, it's very expensive. I think that if um, it's just kind of a something that we enjoy a lot, and so we make sacrifices in other places. We don't do other things that we might would do because we're saving up to go back to the park. Um, so, I mean, there's, you know, I don't know that they'll that they'll change it because I think that even with the system now, they can. With the reservation system, and that you have to have a reservation, they know exactly how many people are coming that day. They know how much staff they're going to have to have, how many restaurants have to be open, so they can they can manipulate everything. So, if 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 the crowd's not as big that day, they just don't bring in as many employees. They don't open as many restaurants. So, they, they've they've got all the the technology is giving them so much advantage right now that I don't know that it will change unless the recession gets to a point and the inflation gets to a point that people just stop going. And it doesn't look like that right now. Well, I think you know? too, you, you mentioned that people, you ca- talked about like revenge travel, I think is what yeah. the word you used. Um, I think that's what our, it was called. No, I, I get it. People are tired of being cooped up. We're still, now I've, we've both lived in a place where most of the people we know haven't been cooped up for a while now, right? And it might be out of their right. system a little bit, but there are a lot of other places in the country and in the world where there's still lockdowns, right? And so I think this phenomenon will continue on. And the other thing we learned about the lockdowns was all of us had more money in our bank accounts while we weren't doing anything else. Whether it was because we couldn't, because of the law, because of the the jurisdiction we lived in, or because we were maybe had some conditions where we were, you know, fearful of the virus, um, whatever the reason was, when you're doing less, you're spending less. And some yes. people, you had government stimulus money that came in. Um, a lot of people amassed some money that they have to spend at the moment. So a vacation True. to Disney World. Uh, I know a couple. I actually know a couple of people that took 
big Disney vacations that have never done that ever because of, of those very things. At some point, though, that's going to run out, right? I already know right. we're seeing what we're seeing in the economy seems to be a, a slowdown of, you know, consumers may still have more money than they had five years ago, but it's it's slowing. And then inflation, you know, you get a 6% raise, but inflation's 8%. You know, it, you, it, gas is $4 or $5 or whatever it is where you live. And all of a sudden yeah. it gets harder to do these things. Or at very least it makes you pause because you don't know what the fall is going to look like or what next year is going to look like. And it doesn't seem as 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 wise to take an extravagant vacation with your family unless you're really well off. Right. Well, I saw I saw with some places gas is is over seven dollars a wow. gallon now. So it's crossing it's crossing minimum wage in some places. Think a gallon of gas costs more than you can make in an hour. I mean that's we that's kind of unprecedented. That I think that we're at that point that I mean that's that takes a lot of people out of the park. I yep. mean if you're unless you have uh, one really incredible income or two parents working. And I mean, it just takes so much to go. It's, it's crazy. Well, what was interesting is you look at Disney stock price and it has just been in free fall since um, for several months, but it's not just Disney. It's, it's right. everything. Um, the markets have been really, really difficult. It's up a little bit today, but I mean, you're looking at pre pandemic levels of stock, stock price, right? And this is right. pre pandemic is pre Disney plus. And pre, right. you know, the success of that. Disney Plus is still there with incredible numbers. And the parks are back open. And the stock price is below where it was before all the parks closed. Right. It might, and there's one side of me, it's like, this is a good buying opportunity. On the other, because usually the markets overreact both directions. But there is something, there's a fear out there that um, we're not out of the woods and that some of the things that, that happened to offset the, the devastation economically from the pandemic might be coming back to haunt us now. Um, mm -hmm. And maybe some of the things that have led to um, some of the problems we're seeing and having in the economy, which leads to uncertainty. And I think above all, you got a war in Ukraine, you know, uncertainty is definitely not something that businesses like and something like Disney in particular, that's driven by at least the park side, that's driven by people feeling optimistic about their financial situation and a good economy, more than anything and travel and leisure. Mm -hmm. um, I would say it's really important to them. But um, right. I'm, all that to say, I'm thinking about buying some Disney stock. It seems All a little right. low to me. It seems a little low. <laughs> well, it's 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 always changing. I, it's going to be inter interesting to see you know how it plays out over the next year or two. And you know they you know they got a new attraction with Guardians opening. See if that brings more people in for the summer. We got Tron that's coming soon. It could be by the end of the year, beginning of the next year, maybe. So uh, you know there's still incentives for people to go, and and pe people don't like. I think one thing that's so interesting now too, there's so many podcasts, there's so many videos. I think people ha are more informed and then they start finding out there are new things that they, they don't want to miss out on, you know? And so it, 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 that could be bringing people back in, you know, they yeah. did great. They did a really good commercial for guardians of the galaxy, the cosmic rewind that was the aired. And I mean, those things can bring people back in. So just when you think it's going to die off, you know, people have another reason to go back and try it again. Oh, yeah.
Well, and, and then the other thing's opening. There's still things that are reopening right now, like the Bibbidi Boppity Boutique is, yep. is about to come back. That's that's exciting. That's post first time post-COVID. And I guess that's involved with because there's employees that are hands-on doing right. hair and nails and makeup. It's kind of the Disney makeover for kids right. princess experience, right? Have uh, your girls ever got to do that? You know, when they, when they started that, our girls had kind of aged out kind of of wanting to do that so we never did but i mean i've seen that tons tons of times all they're so these little girls in these little scratchy dresses and it's 90 degrees and it's so hot it's like oh but they're loving it but you i feel i feel for them <laughs> yeah because it does it doesn't look comfortable <laughs> hey and i also saw that the harmony barbershop uh was opening back up that that's been since the pandemic there have been you know people that you know, love to get their kids' first haircut at Disney World that haven't been able to do it because I mean, can I be honest with you and tell you I did not know there was a bar- barber shop in the Magic Kingdom? I just didn't know. Yeah, it's right over there uh, to the left when you come in by the fire station and to the left of the Emporium. Okay. Yeah. Have you it's ever gotten there. your haircut at the Harmony Barber Shop? I haven't. I have never done that. It actually is not. I think it's like twenty bucks, maybe, to get your hair cut. Well, that, so. yeah, that was my next question. That's not bad. Twenty bucks yep. is about what it costs these days. And yeah, and I, I never thought about your child's first haircut at Disney World, but you know, I bet they do it upright. I mean, that's kind of always a special time when you get your yeah, kids' I think first I th- haircut. I think you get yeah, you get. It's like a special thing where they give you a lock of hair and they do it. They do it right. Oh, that's super cool. Maybe I'll have to get a get a haircut next time I'm in in Disney World. Yeah, you could take all you take all four boys and the five of you get haircuts. <laughs> you know, that's some funny. I was talking to somebody else about this the other day. Like, I asked I asked somebody, how hard is it to cut hair? Maybe we should just start cut because by the time it's not and the money's one thing because it can get up there, right? And and we kind of are the people that kind of put it off a lot further than we should, and our kids start having these mops. You know, me me as well, but. A lot of times there's more laziness. It's less about the money. It's more about organizing and scheduling for kids and and maybe myself to go do this. It's not fun. So, <laughs> you know, there needs to be if anybody has any any links they can they can send me on how to how to uh, other than other than the military buzz cut, you know, um, how to k- cut your kid's hair that could save me money. And maybe I could go to Disney World afford to go to Disney World. That's it. Say you got to save Floby. What, what Floby the thing that oh, Floby? <laughs> you vacuum your hair as you cut it. <laughs> there you go, man. That that that's super cool. Um, Disney Plus. There's a lot of things going on there. I know we've been watching a lot. Uh, I know we talked about Chip yeah. and Dale. That's kind of the big new thing. I have not seen it yet. You have correct, right? And, and John David has, and my kids yes. have as well. But. W- I, just real quick, you don't have to give your your deep impressions, but overall, did you, did you enjoy it? Were you were you pleased? Yeah, were yeah. you satisfied? I, I thought it was. I thought it was. the The word that comes to mind is kinda. Like yeah, I enjoyed it, kinda. I, okay. It was funny, kinda. I mean, I didn't dislike it. I just it wasn't. I was hoping maybe for a little bit more, I guess, because I'd actually heard several people talk about how incredible it was. Yeah. I heard some people say it was the best reboot, remake, uh, update of a character. I mean, of all the live action things they've done. I heard that's high. That's high praise. Yeah. And so that my expectations were high, but again, it was just, it wasn't ha ha funny to me. I was like, "Hmm," you know, 
we can talk, I want I want to talk about it more when we have when we yeah. have JD back because he he did really I mean he enjoyed it my uh, we've got some other people in our family that really enjoyed it so uh, yeah so maybe I was just I think I was so focused on looking for all the Easter eggs too like that was the best part I enjoyed that more than maybe the story I don't know okay. Well, I can't wait to see it. My kids yeah. my kids really enjoyed it. And not only that, I think after the movie was over, they started watching the series, the old series. Oh, okay. So um it at least inspired them. They liked the characters enough to go dig into the into How the catalog. That? Yeah. That's interesting. I, I didn't I, I didn't even think about that there might be uh some of that going on. So that's that's really cool. I have to check it out. I'm I need to go back and watch those again too. That's been a long time. I'm a little behind. I haven't, honestly, it's been a crazy week. I haven't watched much at all. But, right. um, but I, have you got it? You, you've been checking a few things out, right? Well, yeah, because J, uh, J, JD was home for a few days. And so we, we were watching some things together. So we did see Chippendale and we watched, uh, we watched the ser- that series called The Quest. Okay. Uh, it's yeah. like a rea- it's like a reality show where, it's kind of like a reality show contest, kind of like a survivor, but nobody gets voted off. <laughs> and there, it's in a, medi- in a med- medieval setting. So it's like a fantasy Dungeons and Dragons kind of so is all it like a, LARP, a LARPing kind of thing where it's LARP. It's, it's definitely LARPing where there is role play. They're pretend they're they're They've been transported from America to this kingdom to help save the kingdom. And, they have to do all these different quests and uh, kind of like uh, like in Survivor where they have these obstacle courses or feats that they have to perform. And they're, the, 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 the gist of it is who's, who is the one true hero? Who's going to win the most, the most challenges to rise to the one true hero? Status? What does the winner get? <clears throat> A million dollars. Are you serious? No, I'm kidding. No, I'm no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's sir. That would be Survivor. No, I don't. I think they get they get like a good job. <laughs> okay. You're the one. You're the one true hero. A pat on the back. You so you, it, you were the you beat everybody else. I don't. I don't think congrats. it was actually. You got a to be on TV. And all of all of these kids are. They're like, well, if I I I think everybody should have won, but I'm 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 I, I, I'm so proud of how I've grown. I mean, they're like the most uh, selfless competitors. They're all you, pulling for the team, and we were like, this isn't like Survivor. Survivor, they'll lie and cheat and do everything they can to win the million dollars. So this this was a very uh, humble group of competitors. They were all well, very ki- kind to one another. That's good. I can't. I'm actually. I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. I think my kids have watched a few episodes. I don't know if we're finished with it yet. I, I think all in all, it was good. There was some. Uh, I thought the acting and the was very good. I, I saw some other people kind of joking about it, but I thought all in all, the actors did a great job. It's it's filmed in this incredible castle. Like we were like, where are they? And I, I looked. I finally looked it up online, and it's filmed at a at a winery. In California, I think it was California. But this, wow. the, I, the whole time we were watching it, I thought this would be a great show for adults. Like if these were adult competitors, and you could get voted off, that the stakes were higher. It, this could be really fun to watch. And then, I, then I also read online it has been an, it was originally an adult uh, adults per- participating, and it was filmed in like Scotland or somewhere over, or Austria, somewhere overseas in a real castle. And so they wanted to film it in the same place, but 
I, I guess, with the pandemic and things, they couldn't. So there's this winery in California that's a castle. I mean, that's it looks cool. just like a real, you know, it's, it was really amazing. Uh, so all that, all those scenes were shot in the castle were all filmed there. And um, so it's, it's worth checking out. If you, if you don't love it, you could watch the first one and watch a couple and to see what it's like and move on. But it does have a story of a villain and the usual things, you know, who's, you know, who's going to, who's going to go to the dark side and who's going to, who's going to stay in the light. That's kind of, that's kind of the theme. Fascinating. Well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that too. And um, there's, there's a lot. I mean, I also, this also checked out, also checked out a couple you mentioned the, the show, the soccer show yep. called once we, we watched a couple episodes of that. And then, and another one called, um, Oh, what did I tell you? It was called, uh, let me look it up here real quick. It was called, Oh man, my Disney plus changed. It was called like the the Castellore, the Legend of Castellore, but both of them I think were filmed. Uh, I don't know they're they're Hispanic casts. I'm not sure if they're filmed in Spain or if they're if or what part of the uh, the world they're from, but uh, they're overdubbed, and so you could tell the quality of the acting and the and the. Um, the production values were really good, but I couldn't, the, the overdubs were so uh, cheesy. I, I, it was so like, who, isn't there someone better to overdub these, these voices? It, the voices didn't match the people. It was like, uh, like uh, a, a girl that's 12 that sounds like the voice actress 30. It was just bizarre things. We couldn't figure it out. So we, we tried a couple of those. We didn't make it very far, but we, we did check it out because we wanted to, especially wanted to see the soccer. I will uh, tell show, you, but it's, a, it's an acquired taste. I, it I've must kind of be. Fall, I've fallen like, it's kind of, even my kids, when we watch it, we sort of chuckle because um, actually I used to, when I lived in Europe, I, I got kind of accustomed to um, watching different sorts of movies dubbed different ways. And what we get to feel when we watch those shows is how most people in the world feel when they watch American TV. You know, I wondered about over. that. Yeah, it's and, like is, is this is this is this what it's like to watch uh, a Marvel movie in Europe where the it doesn't even it's the quality. It's not just the it's the acting, but it's the quality of the voice doesn't match the person that that the voice is coming out of. Yeah, I think the higher the budget, like for the biggest of big movies. They actually go to great pains, and I've read a little bit about this. They, um, first of all, there's technology they can use now to try to make the mouth move to look a little more natural in the language. But in translation, um, as you, if you don't have like the, an unlimited budget, um, in translation, you can imagine some phrases are longer and shorter. You know, to say, "Hi, my name is Dustin," might be a much shorter time frame in another language or a much longer time frame in another language. So to get all that synced up is really different. That's why you find some of those phrases, especially in the soccer show where they're, there's, they're adding extra words and it doesn't sound like quite like we would talk. Um, right. And a lot of times that's the reason, but it even gets so far as to like Tom Cruise has a certain guy that dubs all the mission impossible movies, like all of them okay. in France, right? He's the Tom all Cruise right. of France or, Italy has their guy that does all the, you know, Brad Pitt. And if you're the biggest stars, you might have so they can keep some sort of consistency and branding across it all. 
but it's like a science, you know, but most people just sort of like shrug your shoulders and it just, you sort of get the gist of it. And after, and well, you do get used to it after a while, it gets a little less annoying. Well, we, we laughed and chuckled quite a bit because especially like uh, sometimes that it was like the, the, the live actors were saying uh, a three, a three word sentence, but the, but the overdub was like 20 words. And it was right. like, there's talking so fast. It's like, where are we going to get any? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> you were like, I can't do it. I, I can't do it. I just, maybe, maybe I can, I, I, it's called the Knights. The Knights of, I don't know if it's Castle Corvo or Castel Corvo, but that's, you, you can look for it. The Knights of Castle Corvo. That's the name What's of the fun, show. With and, streaming stuff now, there's a lot more of that you can assess, right? So on Netflix, there's a show called Money Heist. Um, there's a lot of like um, stuff that are made in a foreign language or made overseas that have been adapted now into English. So there's, we're getting a lot more of that um, these days. Yeah. But it, it's a little. It definitely is amusing, and it definitely yes. is, is an acquired taste. But the, you know, another thing about that once show, did you realize? And I didn't realize this. There's like four or five seasons. There's 80 episodes a season. 80, like eight zero. No way. It's there's no a lot way of that. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Now, because uh, that's a lot more than Moon Knight. <laughs> a lot more. A lot more. Um, no, no, it's not that. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, you just you did. Did you just pull it up? Were you just it watching? Is, I, it, well, I was. I was actually going to look and see how many episodes. If you, if that was what it said on the line, and the it the it opened up, but I'm still on season one. I mean, I'm still on episode one. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. That's awesome. All well, right. man, it's been fun. I think we uh, we we kind of covered, I think, most of what we've seen in the news and most of our Disney Plus uh, addictions today. Unless you have any other news you want to bring up or anything you want to say. No, I did see an interesting story before we go about uh, someone dropping an Apple Watch on, I think it was the the Seas with Nemo ride. This made I saw it in the news, and then I saw some uh, Disney vloggers that talked about it. But apparently the woman dropped her dropped her watch in the the in the in the vehicle and it fell out of the vehicle so her husband jumped out of the vehicle to um to try to retrieve it which of course stops the ride and the, the, they'll tell you and that's only the only ride I've ever been on that when I was in I, I rode that used to be wasn't the seas with Nemo then but it was the the seas attraction and I had a I was riding with a, a bunch of guys from college and one of the guys stuck his foot out of the car and touched the floor and the ride came to a halt and like a voiceover came on and says get back in the car <laughs> so apparently this guy did the same thing he jumped out to try to retrieve the watch didn't they said come back and something like come back and get the watch later and it was not just an Apple Watch; it was a, a, a more expensive a jewelry brand of of Apple Watch. So it was, you know, fifteen hundred dollar watch. Okay. And so, uh, but anyway, uh, before before they before long, the uh, the they've they've said that forty thousand dollars worth of merchandise was charged to a credit card through their wow. phone. Wow. Through their through their watch, so uh, yeah, we're gonna have to wait and see what happens there. I, I'm not sure how you would if yeah. You know, always makes me nervous about my phone. It's like, can somebody? What all can they do on my phone if they find it? Do, can they? Because they don't know my password. That's a that's a little fishy. maybe she, maybe she, maybe she didn't have passwords on her on her on her. That would be silly if she didn't. Or but maybe it's pass, 
password was her password and they guessed it. But again, well, nowadays it's FaceTime, <laughs> right? FaceTime and, and you have to confirm purchases with your phone. There's all sorts it. of things you can do. That sounds a little weird, but not impossible, I'm sure. But that's yeah, interesting. It, We've talked about lost and found policies at the parks before. Right. We've always you, had great we've always had good experiences when we lost things. We've always retrieved what we uh could what we lost. And so we've always been grateful. And and even when it's happened, uh you know, we've had people say, you know, this one good thing about this is that all, everybody's kind of in the same boat. Everybody's kind of like knows what that's like and people turn things in. It's not usual that they steal stuff, but so we'll have to wait and see what happens here. I would hate to, I would hate to spend all the money to go to the park and have forty, fifty thousand $50,000 extra. <laughs> the whole well, top of it all. <laughs> the good news is, and if you've ever had somebody steal your credit card or had a fraudulent charge, usually cre- that's what you use credit cards for is you can reverse right. those charges. Um, a lot of times. So hopefully they have some protection, but it is, I find it interesting from the standpoint of like this happened in a Disney park, right? Yeah. We usually, we've had great experiences and lost and found. Usually people turn things in. Usually right. you can retrieve lost wallets and phones and things like that. Um, right. But uh, apparently not this time. Yep. We'll have, to, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, we've, maybe there'll be some more updates on it later. Interesting. Well, David, it's been fun. You ready to All wrap right, it? We, we, you and I, just the two of us, have, have, have burned through fifty-three minutes right now. I know you. You. You always. We. We talked a lot about Andy Griffith. I guess that <laughs> too much behind the scenes. <laughs> well, maybe you could. Maybe you could just uh, channel that Andy Griffith impression and tell everybody goodbye. Uh, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> you can practice. All right. Until next time, if you want to hear David's Andy Griffith impression, send us a message. Write us a five-star review. Let us know what you think. Get in touch with us at whyilovedisney.com. We appreciate your time and cannot wait to see you or talk to you or interact with you next time. Next David, time. take care, man. I right, talk to you, man. Thanks. Bye.